Good morning, Christian America. What is success? How is it measured? And can we achieve it? And if we can achieve it, exactly how do we achieve it? We're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about that and more this Monday on Good Morning Christian America. So, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the ChristianAmericaTees.com and the Christian American community. Coming to you once again on another beautiful Monday. Ready to start this week anew. Ready to start this week on fire for Christ. Motivated and dedicated for Christ and His principles and to do His will and His works and to spread His message. Before we do that, though, I want to remind you guys, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, you can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up. Christian American tea, tank, sweaty, sweat, or hoodie. Uh, and other associated Christian American apparel, similar to what I got on right now. For those of you listening on the audio podcast, just close your eyes and picture me here in a premium, all 100% cotton Christian American tee, saying it loud and proud that I, I put Christ first, that I put my country as a priority. We are Christian Americans before we are anything else in this life. And you can be a walking, talking billboard for Christ. If you go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself something up. So, Today on the podcast, as we get this week started, I want to, you know, bring to you guys uh, some ideas of, of of what it is to be successful. These are some. This is a deep question uh, to to think about. How do we measure our success in this life as Christian Americans? What are the tools that we use to measure success in this life while we are living? How do we know we're on the right path? How do we know we're on the right track? Um, Anybody who's done any uh, land navigation, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the woods, per se, you know, you have a compass, you have a map, and then there's you. And you have to go find a point in, on the map. You have to go find your destination, your goal. If you had a treasure map, you'd be on, you, you'd be on, a, on a path for treasure. And periodically, a smart navigator is going to have to pull out his compass and he's going to have to check his azimuth to make sure he's on the, the, the right line, on the right degrees, headed in the right direction. And sometimes you have to turn around and, and you, call, uh, you, you shoot what they call a back azimuth, which means you go 180 degrees of the opposite direction just to make sure that, yes, I think I'm going in the right direction. And I do that partly because... Hopefully my, my azimuth is straight, but then I turn around and I shoot where I came from and it should be exactly 180 degrees from where I'm supposed to be going. And that gives you a back azimuth you, because you understand where you've come from, where you are, and then where you're going. And that's where, uh, and that's what we need to do today. That's what we need to do in our own lives. Periodically, as we are, as we are on this journey and search for the tr- this treasure in the analogy. And this treasure, though, is, is a lot more greater than, than some analogy, than some, uh, uh, you know, pointless spot on a map. We have to, in, in order to get where we're trying to go, we first need to understand where is it that we're trying to go? Where is it that we're trying to go? What, where is our treasure? Now, if you listen to the podcast a couple weeks back, you understand that in Matthew 7, or excuse me, I think in Matthew 6, Christ is talking to his disciples about storing up treasure. Storing up treasure on earth 
or storing up treasures in heaven. And he says that you shouldn't store up your treasure in, on earth. You should store your treasure in heaven. That's where you should be looking to put your treasure. That is the goal on the map. To identify your treasures in heaven and then work to get there. Because Christ says, where your treasure is, your heart will be. So if, you're, if your treasure is here on earth and it's, it, it's on earthly items, in earthly items or, or in earthly positions or uh, in earthly people, if that's your destination, you're going you're gonna to shoot the azimuth towards there. But if, you're, if your goal is like Christ says, is to store your treasure up in heaven, to be closer to him for eternity... If that's your goal, then that needs to be where you shoot your azimuth. That needs to be the path that you take. And in the in this same analogy of paths, paths taken, we just talked about uh, last week how Christ also says in Matthew seven, the the he he gives you two separate paths to take. He says narrow is the gate to life, but wide is the path that leads to destruction. So again, this analogy of of navigation and goal-oriented navigating on various paths, uh, Christ continuously, you know, puts that in front of us, right? In 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 an, in a <clears throat> in a parable that we can understand, that his followers can understand, and then that we can understand because we are his followers also, and it's just as relevant in 2019 as it ever was. So where are we storing up our treasures in heaven? What are we doing to store up treasures in heaven? What are we doing today that shows the Lord that our path leads to him? Because if it doesn't lead to him, then where is it going to lead? Because again, he gives us two paths, the path to life and the path to destruction. So if you want to be on the path to life, what do you have to do? what is that so we've identified the path to life this is the path that we want to take these are the treasures that we want to have eternity with the lord almighty heaven uh, heaven being heaven bound to be uh, reunited with our family members and our loved ones in christ for all of eternity that is how it is the ultimate treasure that is the ultimate destination that we should be living our lives and every second of every day with with focus and direction in that on that path and now that i've said that how do we ensure that we're there so back to the analogy if, if i'm on a map and i have and i'm looking for my destination i also need to identify separate milestones between me and my ultimate goal if my ultimate goal was to get to a river and i'm and i can't see the river and in between the river and myself there are a bunch of uh features on the map there's a bunch of other things on a map there's a house there is a large hill there is a deep valley there are different points on the map that I'm going to reach, that I should reach before I get to the river. That is how I know that I'm on the right path. If there's a house between the river and myself and I get to the house, I can say, okay, I'm 
I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm on the right path to the river. So if I can get to the milestone, I'm pretty sure that I can get to the treasure. So if I'm on the path to life and I want to be on the path to life, that means that I have to set milestones, markers on my path to, in, to, to ensure that I am on the right path. And that, my friends, is how we set ourselves up for success in this life. And success being the ultimate end game, the ultimate treasure, a lifetime with the Lord Almighty. That is, is what we should be looking at as our own, uh, as our own destiny, that, are, that they are our ultimate destination. And so as you get up today and as you go to work, as you make your way into the world, you should set milestones. You should set markers in your life to let people know, to let yourself know that you are on the right path. Look at scripture. Look at what it says about doing the right thing, being a follower of Christ, living a Christ-filled life, being righteous, putting your mind and your body in sync with one another to further yourself down this path towards this ultimate goal of heaven with Christ Almighty for eternity. And that is eventually the path that you should take in order to reach your goal. Now, the next question becomes is how do how do I set these milestones? How do I know that what I'm doing I should be doing? Well, lucky for us, we're we're not having to make it up on our own. I wouldn't be able to answer those questions by myself it would just be my own thoughts and that's where other people go astray is because they think that because it makes sense to them they can lay their own path forward towards success and ultimate destination ultimate treasure the problem with that is that you're only as righteous as your own mind if you do it on your own you're only as righteous as your own mind and what Christ tells us over and over again is that the flesh is wicked the earth is wicked and you cannot be of the flesh or of the world so I wouldn't be able to give you uh, of my own accord a path towards ultimate success you on your own can't lay out a path to ultimate success the only person that can do that, the only method of doing that is Christ Almighty, is the Word of God, is Jesus, is His message, is His scripture. The book that above all books whose words contain the words from the man above all men, God Almighty, came down from heaven to earth to pass on and to reveal to us his wisdom on how he sees that we can overcome the flesh, can overcome the world, store up treasures in heaven rather than store up treasures here on earth. And so I implore you today to open up to scripture and find out what Christ says, what scripture says on how to live in his name, not in, not in our names, but in Christ's names. How do we go to him? How do we live out the values that he gave us? 
And like any successful journey, like any successful trial or uh, deed or duty or employment or anything, anytime you're successful, you're never successful on the first try. Anything worth doing is difficult and anything difficult you can't do right away. I'll say it again. Anything worth doing is difficult and anything that's difficult you can't do right away. You won't solve a complex problem on the first try. You can't find the path to life and immediately accomplish all of the milestones on your own. There's failure there. There's uh, challenges there. There are obstacles there. And you must overcome and be pushed back and set back and strengthened mentally and physically and spiritually and overcome all of these obstacles for as long as it takes until the Lord calls you home. So just like any athlete, just like any professional, you have to practice at the things that Christ wants you to be good at. I had a friend of mine who used to always say, practice only the things you want to do well. Practice the things, only the things that you want to do well. If you want to be, if you want to play basketball well, then practice. If you want to play football well, then practice. If you want to do math well, then practice. If you want to, if you want to spell well, then practice. Anything that you want to do well, you you have to practice. If you want to live a Christ-filled life, if you want to live a righteous life, if you want to spread the message of God and love and uh, and Christ's principles to others, you're going to have to practice. And you're not going to be successful all the time. You're going to be pushed back. You're going to fall down. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be challenges. You will be challenged physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. And it's on you with God's word and God's help to overcome those obstacles to overcome those challenges, to rise above those who try to tear you down and push you down in order to meet those milestones on the path to life. Nothing worth doing is going to be easy. Nothing worth doing is going to be easy. So how do, how do we, in, in this context, how do we further ourselves? How do we get better at living a Christ-filled life? How do we get better at doing what God wants us to do? Well, the first thing you have to do, I've already, I've already told you, is you have to commit yourself to a destination. Commit yourself to eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If you can do that, you're on your way. Then what do you do? You lay out milestones the things that you want to accomplish that you need to accomplish in order to get there the first thing is is faith because Paul says in Ephesians 2 that through grace you are saved or through grace grace and faith that you are saved 
not through the works, but through faith, your acceptance of Christ Jesus and his grace passed down to you, affords you the ability to even reach the destination. But through good works in Christ Jesus is what you're called to do. So these are these milestones along the way that can help guide you on the path. You need to find out what those are. How do I live? What do I do? How do I think? How do I overcome my own faults? The great thing about scripture is scripture also tells you your own faults. When you read the Bible, you understand man's flaws. You understand our ambition. You understand our greed. You understand our own gluttonous. You understand our own selfishness, our own, our own ambitiousness, our own urges to adultery, our own urges to follow things and follow people that don't have God's interests in mind, that we are sheep that can be lost. And, and it's Christ who is our shepherd who seeks us. Through scripture, you can understand that. Through scripture, you will find the milestones in your life that you can work towards in order to reach that ultimate goal, that ultimate destination. And like any other activity worth doing, any other activity that is difficult that you want to reach, you have to practice. So Christ knows or you know that Christ wants you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. His number one commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's an extremely difficult commandment. So how do we overcome it? How do we do that? How do we do what Christ calls us to do? We practice. We practice. So today, as you start your week, I want asking you to love everybody as you love yourself is it is an extremely high task especially if you haven't practiced this before because we all have our own anxieties we all have our own worries we all have our own pressures and when people interact with us and we are in this heightened state of anxiety it's extremely difficult to love them and to treat them as you would want to treat you want them to treat you but here's what I'll ask you to do I'll ask you to go over to someone and just say hi I'd ask you to go to your neighbor in the next cubicle in the next office at the next spot on the assembly line or wherever it is that you meet someone today and just say hi without any preconceptions without any personal wants or jealousies or or or, or um, you know benefits in mind just open your heart in the hopes of having a a love filled conversation somebody you wouldn't normally speak with at a time that you wouldn't normally speak to them and just say hello how is your day going? How was your weekend? And genuinely want to hear an answer. Too many times we enter the world in our own selfish mode and we, and we meet people that we know and we say, hey, how's it going? Not really wanting to know the answer. 
you don't really want to know the answer because you don't have time to hear that answer. You have your own problems. You have your own deadlines. You have your own pressures. You have your own anxieties. You have your own issues that you're trying to attend to. You have your own bills that need to be paid. You have your own kids that need braces. You have your own wife who needs an operation. You have your own mother who's who's bedridden or who got a bad diagnosis from a doctor. You have your own problems. You said, how is your day going as, as a nicety that you're not really looking for the answer. You're just continuing to move out through your day to handle your own stuff. But in this day, on this day, in this week, I want you to open up your heart, open up your mouth, and truly open up your ears to listen to someone as if it's God speaking to you. When you go to your neighbor and you say, how are you doing? Happy Monday to you. How was your day? How was your weekend? Be sincere in that ask. Open up your ears and listen as if God is speaking to you because he is. In that moment, intentionally focus on the response as if God is speaking to you because he is. God is in each one of us. He puts you in a place exactly where you're supposed to be. Pretend if you have to. If you know the truth, then you don't have to pretend. But envision God picking you up and picking up your neighbor and putting you together in order for you, for you guys to speak. Because that's what he's doing. He puts you here, right here and right now to listen to this message that you would understand the words that I'm saying, that you would relate to the words that I'm saying, that you would do the things that I've asked you to do in order for a greater goal to take place, in order to put you on the path that you need to be on to reach the milestones that you need to reach in order to reach the treasure that you need to reach, which is God in heaven with the Lord Almighty for eternity. All of these things are interconnected. This is a measure of success. Eddie, how do I know that I, what I'm doing today is what I should be doing? Very simple. I can't, I can't answer that question. Only God can answer that question. Open up some scripture. Read the text. Understand what he wants you to do. To love your neighbor as you love yourself. To trust and love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Not to kill, not to steal, not to covet. Honor your father and your mother and all the other commandments. Understand the context in which they were written. Understand the context in which Christ spoke. Understand his life and his revelation to us his teaching understand it and then work and practice on living it you will be successful in this life you will achieve 
all the earthly things that you think that are important or that other people think that are important. You know how I know? Because if you live God's life, if you live, if you live God's uh, example, if you work on it, if you try at it, if you practice it, you're not going to be 100%. You're not, it's not going to be a first time go at every obstacle. You're going to take your fallbacks, but you got to recognize where you fall short and then you got to overcome those shortcomings and then slowly but surely you will be on your path to success and when you do that people will be more kind to you people will be more generous to you people will recognize you for good things rather than crappy things people will will be just as open to you as you were to them they will be just as loving to you as you were to them and what will happen is that the world will change and how it interacts with you because you have already changed on how you interacted with it instead of interacting with people with anxiety and fear and and anxiousness and stubbornness and rudeness and you you will now interact in a more loving in a more compassionate a more understanding a more peace-filled way they it will in turn interact with you op the opposite way as well so instead of you struggling to get to the top it will be an easy ride to get to the top because the world will treat you different you will be successful in all these earthly things that that, that take place you will get the things that you're looking for that will maintain you here in this life but the ultimate goal of meeting and living and spending eternity with Christ in heaven that is the true measure of success in Matthew 6 Christ says when you put your eyes on the Lord and you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness all the other things will be given to you as well trust in it he's going to give you all that other stuff but seek first the kingdom and seek first his righteousness and that my friends is how you're successful that's how you're going to be successful today that's how you're going to be successful this week that's how you're going to be successful this month and this year and for the rest of your life intentionality and seeking first Christ's kingdom and his righteousness giving him the first fruits not the leftovers is how you are able to succeed in this life to reach those milestones to live as he asks you to live to live as he commands you to live and that my friends will keep you on the right path the right path through the narrow gate to life eternal life with christ in heaven and with that ladies and gentlemen i hope you have a blessed day it's monday it's time to get out there do good do good works for christ have faith in him love and love him and spread his message don't shy away from being a warrior for christ do not shy away from being a warrior for christ if you know throughout the Bible, faith, unconditional faith brings an abundance 
towards that person brings an abundance of meaning brings an abundance of value no matter who's portrayed that strength of faith no matter who stood strong whether it be abraham and and you know having faith that god would deliver isaac whether it was shadrach meshach and, and abednego who would not bow down to nebuchadnezzar whether it was daniel who would not stop praying to god whether it was jonah in the belly of the well who god put on his way to Nineveh over and over and over again strong faith wins out strong faith wins out and with that ladies and gentlemen this week go out there and fight the good fight as Paul says as, as Paul tells Timothy stand strong in faith and, and good conscience okay that's how we fight the good fight go out there each and every day and fight the good fight for Christian Americans across this nation. We are constantly under assault. We are constantly under attack uh, over and over again. We are ridiculed and mocked and ostracized and criticized. Uh, I, we posted some, some articles last week and this weekend about the persecution of Christians worldwide. The threat is real, ladies and gentlemen. Christianity is under assault. It's not just overseas. It's not just in the third world countries. It's not just in China and India and Asia. It's here in America as well. Anti-Christian bigotry is real. It's going to take Christian Americans like us to stand up to, to that movement and fight the good fight with the full armor of God. And as always, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up a, you know, a tea tank sweaty, uh, sweatshirt or hoodie. It's getting a little bit too hot for the sweatshirts and hoodie. Understand that completely. However, hoodies are also perfect to bum around the house in, especially you know, when you got the AC blowing cold and you throw, in a, uh, throw on a fresh you know, 100% cotton hoodie. You know that says christian american on it can't go wrong there with the summertime coming pick yourself up a christian american tea or tank get to the gym show everybody who you believe in show everybody that you are a christian and an american and an american and that is the top of your priorities ladies and gentlemen have a good week stay blessed stay on fire for christ until wednesday and then friday here on the podcast don't forget to tune in go to uh, youtube.com search good morning christian america Find the podcast, subscribe to the channel, uh, get all your Christian American content there until Wednesday where we're going to continue down the chapter of Matthew chapter 7. Good morning, Christian America.